Manimal here. It's Friday, May 26th, and today on Texas Rangers with the boys, Kevin and I, we're going to preview the Baltimore series. We've got a couple of predictions, and then we're going to go full into that bullpen. So join us today, Texas Rangers with the boys. And welcome back to Texas Rangers with the boys. We are the boys, your daily Texas Rangers podcast by a couple of pro wrestlers who love Rangers baseball. Now, we also want to thank you for making us your first listen every day. This is your boy, Kev, a.k.a. YBK, Kevin Frazier. You can catch me on social media at Kevin Lee Frazier. That is F-R-A-Z-I-E-R. You can also get Texas Rangers with the boys on social media at TXRangersWTV. You can also find us on our website, TexasRangersWithTheBoys.com. All one word. And I want to welcome you to a special Friday edition of the show where we are going to break format and talk bullpen, bullpen, and more bullpen. But before we get into that, I want to introduce my co-host, the 300-pound manimal, a.k.a. AKA Bull, a.k.a. the man who, the baseball savant, a.k.a. the baseball whisperer. Bull, how you doing, buddy, and where can they find you on social media? Well, I'm no baseball whisperer. I'm yes, just you are. Just a guy that got into baseball at an early age and never let it go like most human beings. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, but I'm doing good. Uh, it's been a busy, hectic week, show week. We've got uh, Southside Ballroom, or I mean, I'm sorry, the Southside Preservation Hall. I keep saying Southside Ballroom, but that's Dick Dil- Gillies over there in Dallas. Different building that we ran back in the day. Um, but just... Uh, you know, got the got the ring up last night and getting the final touches on it after the show this morning, and uh, we're we're get we're getting excited. We've got the chairs up. This, the beer is there, so don't mm. don't think that the beer won't be there. But uh, that's enough mm. about that. We'll talk about that in a minute. I've got a big long minute or two on that here in a minute. But uh, I'm, I'm just glad to be talking Rangers baseball. It was an off day for the Rangers last night, so it's a good thing I had the ring taking my mind off of uh, not watching. I don't know what's a John Gray's turn in the rotation. I'd rather have been watching him <laughs> than putting a ring up. But um, big big thanks to James Randall. Kid works harder than – I mean, thanks for saving his life a couple of years ago, my dude. Hey, man, for... great kid, and I love the guy. Uh, love him like a, like a little brother, man. Yeah, so I appreciate that because he's helped me a ton over the last couple of years. And uh, um, what? Let's do social media, Twitter, Manimal Bull, Manimal Bull at Manimal Bull, uh, Instagram, Manimal 300, TikTok at Bull Pro. I'm going to try and get better at TikTok. I'm not so good at filming myself saying stuff. (laughs) Um, But Facebook, that's my bread and butter right there. I got the Facebook mm-hmm. down. It's like 50 <laughs> years old now. I know how to use it. Like, hey, if we had a MySpace, we I'd be using that thing too. We'd have like, we'd have like that Texas song on there. Um, <laughs> like it'd just be our number one song and our top 10 friends and all that stuff. Man, MySpace, what a day, what a day. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyways, I'm done with the social media. Find me on your favorite platform. Let's talk some Rangers baseball. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, big week coming up uh, for, for the show as well but uh yeah big week come big weekend coming up for the rangers and before we jump into our uh bullpen focused uh 
episode today. We're going to do a quick preview of the Rangers weekend series, maybe make a quick prediction, uh, give our predictions. So game one, the Rangers have John Gray, who is on fire, uh, like the whole rotation for that matter. But John Gray especially is on fire uh, against, is it Grayson Rodriguez? Grayson Rodriguez, who uh, he struggled a little bit, but he's got he's got a a ton of strikeouts. He strikes guys out, uh, but he's still not missing all the bats. And also, I just want to let everybody know that listens to the show that isn't a uh, Dallas, Texas native. Um, this is an MLB Network game, so mm. check that out. Uh, you can also watch it on Valley Sports Southwestern Dallas, and then 105.3 The Fan. We'll also be picking it up, and it'll be on in Spanish on KFLC 1270. Oh, nice. Yeah, I just wanted to get that in for everybody that listens. And uh, we did have a request if we could translate the show to Spanish uh, on our Facebook page um, by some guys. I don't know how to do that, but if we do find out how to do that, uh, we'll absolutely translate this thing to Spanish. Yeah, well, I'd say this. You know, if you listen to the show, you love the show – we are very limited to some extent in our abilities uh, technologically. So if there's somebody out there who might, you know, have a little free time on their hands and wants to help us out with stuff like that, uh, feel free to reach out to us. Uh, you know, we would, we would love any help that we can get for the show. But Grayson Rodriguez, man, a, a beast of a man, 6'5", 230, uh, yeah. literally tore, tore up the minor league. So we know he's – He's, he's, uh, he's going to be something, you know, but and hopefully we, we're catching him at the right time, right? We saw him earlier in the year making his major league debut. He happened to be going against Jacob deGrom, so it didn't end the way he wanted to be. But it, it wasn't a bad it wasn't a bad uh, showing for himself in his major league debut. And he's hit some rough patches, um, but he's shown signs. And there was a reason why this kid was a, a top 10 prospect in all of baseball and and, you know, the Orioles just keep pumping them out, don't they? Yeah, yeah. Well, and the next night, um, they got another guy who's uh, having a pretty good start to the season. He'll be taking on um, Andrew Heaney, who is uh, – Dean Creamer. Again, yeah, I mean – yeah. Dean Creamer. Heen, Dean Creamer is going to take on the Heen Dog. And the Heen Dog. You know, Heen, yeah, the Heen Dog has been uh, – he's been fantastic uh, as of late as well. Um, the whole, it really looks the whole like Baltimore. Rotation. Well, in Baltimore, you know, it seems like they have a pretty consistent staff in terms of like putting the same guys out there. But it really looking at these pitching staffs and looking at the numbers that they've got, you got to think it's the lineup that's carrying them. Uh, again, I don't know a heck of a lot about their yeah. bullpen. They score runs, man. They score runs yeah. and when they need it. Their bullpen, you know, they've been having some woes just like the Texas Rangers in their bullpen, and they got those big hammer guys. So. You know, those guys that come in and lock it down at 100. and They've got those guys in their bullpen, and they're still having trouble, you know, filling out uh, eight guys down there, however many you carry. I think it's eight, um, nine, whatever, you know, whatever you're carrying down there. But it's like, you know, they're having trouble too, and they've got guys um, that, that do throw, you know. So it's not just the Rangers. Baltimore's been having those troubles too. And uh, Saturday – is a, a 305 game. You can catch that uh, just on Bally mm. Sports Southwest. And then also uh, the fan will be taking the radio broadcast and the Spanish will be on 1270 KFLC. Well, it did the, and the Rangers didn't get a look at uh, Kramer. 
Creamer, Kremer, Creamer. Uh, last time that they played them, let me look here. Did they? Uh, no, uh, they didn't. They did I not. No, they did so. not. I don't I think so. I the, didn't see him. I didn't see no. him. Yeah, the next guy for no, sure, though. Um, on Sunday afternoon, they definitely saw Bradish. So um, it'll be Dane Dunning on the hill for the Rangers, who's been pretty good in his uh, handful of starts. And pretty, pretty good is probably the understatement <laughs> of the show. Uh, they've been really good. And, uh, you know, uh, what did we decide it was? Was it James Bradish? Is that right? Is it, No, Kyle. Kyle Bradish. I wanted Kyle. to say Remember, Kyle. Kyle he looks like a Kyle. Yeah. Like you see him in the face, looks like, like Kyle. He's literally hey, one Kyle. monster. He's literally one monster away from running through your door. <laughs> well, There's it looks no like doubt. He, when he pitched against the Rangers, he had an inning in, a, in two-thirds, only gave up one hit, uh, struck out a couple of guys. So we've, we've seen him, but apparently, I guess he was an opener in that game because he, he, got, hit. Only pitched. he got hit with a line drive. Okay. okay. And left the game. He left the game after getting okay. hit by a line drive back up the middle. So that's why he only pitched a handful of Remember their, okay. their uh, if I remember correctly in that game, their long reliever came out and gave him like six innings. That was the reason that Grayson Rodriguez got called up to pitch the DeGrom game in the first place. So mm-hmm. uh, Kyle Bradish opened the spot for Grayson Rodriguez. So someone else went down whenever Kyle Bradish got back. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, uh, the, the Rangers actually kind of getting three pitchers here that they can definitely handle. Oh, yeah, I, maybe. I like their chances here. You know, oh. I, I like our matchups at least on the mound here. Well, so, it feels uh, like it feels like every time we talk about Rangers pitching, we like our our chances with their starting pitchers. Of course, um, of course. it's also a twelve thirty five start time on Sunday, um, and this also for our out of town listeners, um, MLB Network game, and then uh, Bally Sports here. The fan and KFLC twelve seventy for the radio broadcast. So, um, you know, but the, I think the Rangers have a real chance at taking two or three in Baltimore, and uh, even in that series for the season. And uh, you know, Baltimore is a weird place because they moved those walls back so much in left field. So sure. a lot of balls that used to be home runs are just like long fly balls now. So it's a harder mm-hmm. place to hit in Baltimore, but it seems like. The Mount Castles and the Rushmans and those guys are doing just fine out there. So I don't sure. see any reason why the Rangers, who are producing at all-time highs, wouldn't have the same the same success. Um, and again, like you said, they they're catching some pitchers that um, you know they've got a chance to put some runs up and get into that Baltimore bullpen early and uh, you know pile on. Yeah, and then you're kind of going up and down that uh, Oriole lineup. You know, no one – I mean, obviously you got a few names in there that are kind of, you know, uh, you know, household names at this at this point, like Adley Rushman um, yeah. or Ryan Mountcastle. But up and down the lineup, really they, they're, they're, they're a team really – they may not wow you, like on terms of maybe batting average, but once you start going through the, to the on-base and the slugging, yeah. um, they, they – all their guys uh, can make some pretty solid contact, can get on base. Uh, just a dangerous lineup, man. Adam Frazier's a pretty good player. Um, is it, what is it, Gunnar Henderson? He's a he's an exciting mm-hmm. young player. Um, the the Mateo kid that plays short is a pretty good yeah, player. Yeah, he bats um, last. Cedric Mullins is a pretty electric center fielder. He might be one of the rare center fielders that might even be 
uh, defensively on the same caliber as uh, Leone. Um, uh, but Mountcastle's a really good player. Uh, Santander is a pretty good hitter. Um, so they've got pieces. They've got a lot of pieces, and they're uh, they're a dangerous team. And there's a reason why you know they're they've got that second best record in uh, the the American League, and and uh, why you know I mean they're they're going to go in a game and a half in front of the Rangers in this series, uh, record wise. Uh, they just they just beat up on the Yankees in a three game series, so. You know, I mean, this is a good team, and uh, the the Rangers match up nicely as far as uh, the lineups go. They've got they've got good pieces, you know, that that match those guys. You know, I mean, uh, when you think about you think about how how hot Seager's been since he came back, Simeon, what he's done this year. So, you know, the Rangers are going to do their thing. They're going to score some runs, and and uh, you know, it's going to be up to uh, <clears throat> Dunning and. Heaney and and John Gray to keep uh, the Orioles hitters at bay and and hopefully you know you come out of here with a couple of wins. Yeah, I'll, I'll say this too. It looks like uh, looking at the lineups here, I was looking for Mullins in the lineup and I I, I see his statistics here, but I, I didn't see him in the lineup. So maybe I'm maybe I'm blind here because I thought yeah, he's, he played he's in field, there. But- He's in there. I mean, he's he's hitting two seventy five. He's already got one hundred and eighty two at bats this year. So, you know, he's playing every I'm day. Checking, uh, I'm trying to look at see because I didn't see him listed at center field. Um, didn't see him listed on center field yesterday, which was the twenty fifth. Maybe he was taking. It, it was a day game, so maybe he just got a day off. Let's check it. Let's check the. Let's check Thursday too. Well, this is Thursday. That's probably what happened there. Man. Yeah, he was in the lineup on on Wednesday. So if you just want. checking it because I didn't didn't see him in the lineup. I was like, I was wondering. I was like, man, I wonder if Mullins was. It was a day game yesterday, so it might have yeah. been that. Um, to put it in perspective, how good Cedric Mullins has been, he has a higher on base plus slug than a, a Dallas Garcia. Yeah, yeah. Like if you been, want to put been... it in the perspective, how good that guy's been this year, and. You know, not, not a knock on Garcia because he's got a good on-base plus slug for, uh, you know, for where he's at right now. Uh, but, like, I mean, that's just to put that in perspective, how good Cedric Mullins has been is that, that he's getting on base and he's also hitting the ball into gaps and turning singles into doubles and, and hitting home runs. And, you know, he probably turns doubles into triples because he's got good speed. And then he's also got a huge, you know, he gets a high war because he plays a great defense too. He's, um, I mean, you know, like I said, one of the caliber, only the caliber, one of those caliber guys like Tavares that there's very few of in the uh, big leagues. Yeah, and Mullins, you know, the way his his style of game kind of shapes up, like if he'd have gotten the league just a like a little earlier and started, you know, maybe it is earlier. Not he got in about twenty three, but didn't become a full time player until he was about twenty five. But he's the kind of guy that could actually rack up 25, 2,000, 2,500 hits the way his game stacks yeah, up. Yeah, uh, I agree. You know, I think so, I think he he kind of matches kind of like the style. Maybe not as successful as like a McCutcheon or somebody like that who had mm-hmm. MVP style years. Um, but he could be that type of guy that you know starts becoming an MVP candidate because you know he's hitting so much. But I, I think he's definitely a guy that's going to be a Gold Glove candidate, and he's definitely one of those mm-hmm. guys. Uh, maybe a better comparison would be like Nick Swisher. 
Well, you know, I always categorize players like differently. Like, uh, you know, I consider you have your you have your strikeout walk guys. You know, the guys who like they walk or they strike out, mm-hmm. and it, or they or they they hit a homer kind of guys. And then you have on the far end of the other spectrum, you got the the Guerrero guys that swing at everything and never walk. The, the Ezekiel Durans. But then you have those kind of hybrid guys who they walk a little bit. Um, so they get on base a little bit, probably around that 350 range, you know, that kind of guy. Mm-hmm. They may walk 50, 70 times a year, but they're up there swinging. And those guys always get, you know, the 175, 180, 200 hit uh, type seasons because they're not up there walking all the time. Guys, they get a lot of walks, don't get a lot of hits. They do have a high on base percentage. Uh, but Moans is kind of in that mold. You know, I, I would like mm. think about like a George Brett or like a Robin Yount. You know, those guys, walk, okay. they had good eyes, but they didn't, they, they hit a lot, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. As okay. where maybe a guy like Wade Boggs, uh, he, you know, he, he got a lot of hits. Don't get me wrong, but he walked a lot too. Like he was, yeah. a, he was more of a, a patient type guy. So well, I see no, him in that so mold. Those are those so mold type of guys he, too that are, I mean, he may not get to 3000, but he could get no. to 2,500. No, I think, he, and I think 2000 hits for sure is, is, a, is something he can get to. But anyways, mm-hmm. Um, we'll get off of the mullet. Yeah, like I was. No, this was a cool uh, subject. He's a cool guy. I mean, it's yeah, a cool subject to talk about. But real quick, let's do, do some you, predictions. Yeah, I was going to say, do you want to do predictions now, or do you want to do predictions at the end of the show? Let's let's do them now, huh? Let's do them now. Let's, let's do them now. Let's do it let's while do we're them on now, Baltimore. and then we'll just roll right into the next portion. Yeah, yeah, we'll do the predictions. We'll do this this big time commercial, and then we'll go into that bullpen. So well, we I, both uh, picked I, up a W this last time. Uh, betting on beating the Pirates. So you want to go first or you want me to go first? I have a feeling this is not going to be a really exciting uh, prediction uh, thing because I bet we're going to be right back in the same. I got the Rangers. I I, They got to win two or three in this one. They got to. I need it. I need it. I want them to get our revenge on Baltimore because they came and beat us. I kind of said it in the the, – when we were talking about it, I think the same thing. I think the uh, I think the Rangers are probably going to uh, take two or three, and they've got a chance to score. I mean, I think they got a chance to take all three because of the pitching matchups yeah. that work out for them. Um, because they were get, they were starting to get to Bradish before it went to the bullpen, and then he kind of shut them down. So, um, so we'll just see. But I think the Rangers, I, I'll take the Rangers two two Baltimore one. And rolling into Detroit, uh, happy on Sunday with two wins in Baltimore. I'm 100% with you on that one. Uh, you know, I can take it one step further and say that I think Dunning gets his first loss, but the Rangers take the first two games of the series. All right. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. That's, there's nothing wrong with that prediction. I'm going to say, I'm going to say Friday, they catch a win. Sunday, they catch a win. Saturday, Baltimore gets them. Uh, and the and they t- they take the rubber match on Sunday. The Rangers take the Love rubber it. match on Sunday. So, um, you know, is the rubber match coming up tonight? Mm. Oh yeah, and, and, talk or, about tonight. You know what? Actually, it should be the rubber match coming up tonight. It should be because Damo should have been in that championship match uh, last time we were at Martin House for Matt War Pro, but tonight. Southside Preservation Hall, it's all ready. Everything's up. Everything's going. I'm going to put some finishing touches on the ring because I got some stuff in my garage that has to go that way. But everything's ready for Damo and Brent McKenzie, too. 
and from the Southside Preservation Hall. Tickets are still available, but they are going fast, and there's very few of them left. So check us out on event. Check out Eventbrite. You can find it on the Texas Rangers with the Boys.com page. You also can uh, find it all over the internet. Just looking up Def Breath and Matt War Pro. Um, we're also going to have Kelly's Onion Burgers out back, whipping up some of the best hamburgers in Fort Worth. We've also got Starry Ice Cream that's going to be uh, available for all of your sweet needs with that ice mm. cream. And then you're also, you've got uh, Martin House Brewing. The beer is going to be electric. They've got a bunch of Friday IPAs, which makes today seem right. And they've uh, they've got uh, several different kinds. And if you like the seltzers a little bit better, they got you covered there too. So uh, join us tonight, 7 p.m. Get there early if you want to get try and get a ticket before the fire marshal cuts him off. Mm. It's right across the well, street from the brand new fire department park. Uh, there's a cool skate park over there. I'm going to take my uh, scooter from the building over tomorrow, and I'm going to try and do some sweet kick flips or something on my scooter. <laughs> and uh, we're going to have a big old time tomorrow. And uh, I heard that Kevin has some unfortunate news for you before we get back to the show. Yeah, unfortunately, the allergies that you, if you've listened to the show, you've heard me uh, struggle for the last feels like a month, I guess, just to even talk at times. Uh, just never, I haven't been able to get a, to, to shake it. Um, I, I thought if, you know, hey, if by Wednesday I'm able to at least, you know, practice a little bit, I, I'll still be able to get out there and sing the national anthem, but it's not going to happen. So we're going to have to wait till July for that. Uh, but I do also have a hot take. Yes. I got a hot take. Uh, I believe it's Chris Lyons and Dante Smiley. They got a match, right? Yes, sir. That's going to be the show stealer right there. I'm calling it right now. That's going to be the show stealer. They're going to steal the show from all these That's... other big matches. These guys are going to upstage, I, I like going to upstage the show. I like That's it. Uh, as, a, as a guy that writes with a pencil, if anybody <laughs> in uh, the wrestling business knows what that means, that, or I mean, that listens to the show knows what that means, they probably know about the wrestling business. And uh, as the guy who wields the pencil, that's why that's on there. So, um, <laughs> You you want to take that you want to take that uh, those two guys and put them in the ring together because it's electric and those guys are fire in the ring and I love it and I can't wait to see it and uh, Chris Lyons and Dante are two of my favorite guys in 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 the wrestling area here in Texas so I'm looking forward to that um, uh, I I know that you said that's going to be the best match on the card but it will be the second best part of the show ah. because the manimal intro will be the best part oh, yeah. of the show. So all of you mm -hmm. people get there early so you can get there right by the door where I come out so you can be the first person to slap hands of the 250 people in the building. So can't wait for it. we got to get back to talking about baseball, but we're excited for tonight. It's going to be a big time. Southside Preservation Hall, 7 p.m. Be there. All right. Let's. Did you see that? I did like a cut? I did like a cut there with my hands there. I heard the clap. Yeah, you did the Kevin. Yeah. You did the Kevin like clap pat thing. Yeah. That I do. Um, well, hey, let's let's talk about this bullpen. The hottest topic right now with the Rangers, and it's really only a hot topic just because it's really the only area that this team has struggled at all this year. And of it's course, very glaring, Twitter, right? Right. Well, in the Twitter, you know, the Twitter, the Twitter uh, multiverse, uh, you know, have just been melting down game after game. 
even though the Rangers are probably put together the best team they've had in over a decade and uh, you know, arguably, and it just, it's something that needs to be talked about. It's something that definitely is going to be addressed. You can't imagine that a, that a, that a baseball uh, guru like uh, Bruce Bochy doesn't have a plan. Isn't, isn't thinking about this. If we're thinking about it, like we were saying off air, they're thinking about it. So yeah. why don't we kind of just, I, I kind of want to have a free, so let's we want to have a free flow thing here. Just let's get the biggest thing. It. Let's get the biggest thing in the whole thing out of the way. Right. Yeah. They are yeah. not trading Owen White for bullpen help. They are not trading Jonah Heim for bullpen help. They are <laughs> not trading not. Jack Leiter for bullpen help. No. That is not how this thing works. Good relievers do not get number one through ten prospects back. Maybe one guy in that list, and it's going to be a guy that you're willing to give up. It's not going to be a guy that's you know, you just took in the second round of the draft or a guy that you are counting on to be a, a piece of this rotation in just a couple of years. It's not right. going to be any of those guys. We're talking the Montalvos. We're talking the Winston Santoses. We're talking those guys. And Winston Santos may even not even be an option because – I don't want to um, give up any of these guys. I mean, and and I'm the, saying – After the Down on the Farm show, man, like I am, I am fully yeah, convinced the, that these the, the Rangers' future – lies that the future of this team it lies in this this uh farm system because they have so many players in the farm system right now especially starting pitching or pitching depth that well, it's like um, if you want to have and sorry to, to keep going but you're, if you want to have long-term success you can't just dump these guys for a rental a 34 or 37 year old bullpen rental you can't no do it. no because i mean those guys are on the open market you know, there's those guys. You can go pick one of those guys up off of off of the street. You know, I mean, like you've got it's got to be something that's got control. It's got to be like a Josh Hader type guy in order yeah. for me to be that in. I mean, even remotely interested in sending. Even, I mean, really, even like Foskey. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, I mean, like no, I, I no, mean, you're not, right. And and I know that Foskey is a hundred percent. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? He's disposable because he's right, blocked his position. Whatever, yeah. yeah, I mean he's 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 blocked his position. They've got him playing all over the diamond. But when you look around the diamond, like what's the next move that happens with this Rangers core of infielders? Like maybe Corey Seager coming off of shortstop in four years. Right, <laughs> you know, like yeah. when yeah. when Playing when first low base hits, or something, yeah, you know? when low hits free agency, they move Corey Seager off of shortstop, and then you got to start thinking that like, well, that spots for Sebastian Walcott, bro, or Louis Angel Acuna, dude. Yeah, I mean, like, but, I mean, but I'm saying like we may yeah, already have established oh. him at some a, a different position or right. something right. like right. that. I mean, like I'm saying that like four years from now. The, the guy the guy is yeah, going to be yeah, yeah. 21 year old Sebastian Walcott I mean uh, like as, as long as everything goes the way it should and watching him play I don't think that it's going to go any different but like that's the guy that that they're going to move court you know so so anyways I mean there aren't really spots for some of these guys and I understand that the idea of trading them but you may not like that's not the piece you want to trade them for you don't want to trade them for a bullpen hand like you want to go get a superstar with that yep yeah, put a real you know, package like, together. Yeah, and yeah. Get something like, really serious to back with them. Yeah, you know? yeah exactly. 
And and I think that's like where people get like knee jerky and want to like mm-hmm. jump to like the first day, like, oh, let's give them lighter for a role as Chapman. Chapman's Forget on a one year deal. Chapman, like, yeah. I mean, you got five, six years of control over Jack Leiter with still three years after this year before he's even Rule Five eligible. Well, and I'm gonna I'm gonna actually use Jack Leiter, and and again, it may not be this year. Um, it, it, it I mean, it could be, but it probably won't be this year. But remember, we've talked before on the show, or I've talked about it, and we've you know I bring it up a lot um, on and off the air. But like, you look at how Houston has built their their young uh, pitching staff and deep pitching staff. And a lot of these guys came in, a lot of their top guys came in as bullpen guys that were coming in and getting outs in the bullpen, which got them limited innings, but also put them in situations where they could face pressure, where they could get, you know, they could really kind of get their feet wet without having to go yeah. out there and have like the, 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 and... the bright lights on them. And and I'm 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 segueing that to Jack. Leiter, I know, right? I know. Well, I'm yeah. going to segue into a whole different topic than what you're even thinking. Well, and but also so I'll let you I'll say that you're yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and then again, I would say, would, wouldn't I would rather see Jack Leiter either the, you know if he if he continues just being just on fire this year or even next year be someone that comes in like we've seen with Dane Dunning or with uh, with uh, Cole Raggins like get some of get his kind of feet wet at the major league level by working out of the bullpen, helping the team, getting some innings um, and not trade him for a 37 year old or a, you know, all this Chapman or you, you just gotta be you get crazy, man. Anyways, carry no, on. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And, and like what I was going to, uh, what I was going to say was sure. not so much that like Jack Leiter, because I don't think Jack Leiter's ready. I think Jack Leiter needs to keep throwing, a uh, hundred pitches or seventy-five pitches at the Double A level right now, and maybe get a taste of Triple A before the season is over. Um, I think Owen White probably needs to be moving to Triple A as soon as possible. I haven't looked at his uh, stats from last night yet because I just haven't had the time because of the wrestling. But uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that there are guys that need a change of scenery, and not like a change of scenery in like clubs. Like I don't think mm-hmm. that Kyle Cody and ja- and uh, Cole. Uh, win need to be traded. I think C- Cole Win and, and Kyle Cody need to be taken out of the rotation. Okay. I think they need to be t- t- working on getting three outs with the pitches that they're because they're both getting strikeouts. They're just not getting six, you know, 15 outs. Right. Um, Win is all over the place. He's walking guys. He doesn't have consistency in the strike zone, but then there's signs of consistency in the strike zone. So maybe getting him in a situation where three outs is like a perfect situation for him right now, it doesn't mean that he's going to be in the bullpen for the rest of his life. But it also yep. could mean the fact that this is a first round draft pick that you turn into a ball player on your team because you were able to make a move because you had a strong rotation. You had strong guys behind him that could take his place and let him move into the bullpen and become a guy like Cole Raggins or um, somebody that's, you know, kind of moved in that position as well and see if they can get out three, three at a time because Kyle Cody was a big prospect at one point. Cole win the same thing. And, you, you know, you don't want to see these guys go by the wayside and then you see them winning somewhere else because all they did was move them to the bullpen and get them right. I mean, and, and I 100% would rather see that than us go out and get rid of 
you know, uh, I, I know we're not, but like somebody like a Josh Stefan or like go, mm-hmm, go mm-hmm. gut this farm but, system because it's like, look, let's see what we got with what well, we got before we go and we, we go fishing somewhere for something that may not be as good as what we got right here at home. And of course, there's going to be guys that once they progress past the A ball level, that they don't get the outs as easy as they're getting in the A ball level. That's exactly. going to be the case. That's going to happen. But like, if you're going to trade right now for bullpen, it's got to be from those guys that are in like A ball, Dominican Summer League, um, and then maybe something that's maybe even something that you're clearing out for roster space, like you had sure. talked about. And I still believe, no, oh no, Cody Bradford took that 40th spot right on the uh, uh, 40 men. Um, yeah, he took the. He's on that forty minute. But there's not to say that like you, what you were talking about that that Cody Bradford may not be back here trying to get outs out of the bullpen again this year though. So right. there's, there's well, and, nothing and to say that that might not be the case too. And and I think that like you know Cody Bradford is going to be able to get outs in the big leagues. Um, he hung a lot of stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. it, the, that was not the same pitcher that I saw at Round Rock earlier in the year that was carving guys up. He was hanging pitches to good hitters. Louis, uh, I mean, uh, not Louis Angel Acuna, but his older brother Ron. Oh, he's, yeah. a, he's, a, he's a he's a he's a good baseball Dude. player. He's a good yeah. baseball player, man. You he think? he, he hits. You know what his job is? Is to hit dingers. So, oh man, the guy that his whole job is to hit dingers, hit a dinger off. I mean, you know, you eat it and you go on. They got a lot of good yep. sluggers in that Braves lineup. We we a lot of people took out as like, a, oh man, I can't believe that. But then once you get past him and you move on with those next those next Ranger games, you started to see really fine work out of the rotation, and that extra day really did help. And yep. then and- Perez and Gray and Heaney got an extra day on top of that extra day. Well, I want to go ahead and let's let's do a little fun little exercise here. I think you'll like this uh, as much as our, our yeah, because we got to start but, wrapping up. We've we've talked so right, long. right. Well, like uh, should have done ten minutes on Cedric that, Mullins. It's all good, but we, we've <laughs> we've um so we've we've kind of talked about guys that I want to talk about the guys in the bullpen right now that are not going anywhere and are expendable. So Will Smith. Not going anywhere. Not Brock going Burke, anywhere. Not going anywhere. Not Jose going Leclerc anywhere. even. Not Jose going anywhere. Not, not going anywhere. Hernandez, not going anywhere. He's not going anywhere. No. no. But Josh Spores, probably not going anywhere either. Cole no, Ryan, Josh, I, I would say both of those guys not going anywhere. But now you get to the Barlows, John Keane, uh, you, know, uh, you know, maybe they have value um, elsewhere. Um, even spores, well, man. He's thirty I years think, old. Like, I, I, I think know, the spores thing is the is is to me is like right now. If you take those guys that you just mentioned, he's better than some of those guys. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like that kind of like gets to me. That kind of gets him a pass at the moment. He's had moments. He broke down the other night. It happens. Good hitters hit good pitchers, no matter how good they are. You know, so, you know, benefit of the doubt, not saying, you know, one way or the other, but uh, Spores is probably not going anywhere. A is out of options. B is not going to clear waivers and they don't have anything right now that's better than him. And they don't have anything remotely close to him on any of those guys on the 40 man roster. Um, I mean, Yari's not taking his place. um Barlow's not taking his play or I mean uh you, you know I mean like 
those guys aren't coming up. Taylor Hearn's not coming up and taking his place. He just got lit up like a Christmas tree last night in the Pacific Coast. And that happens because it's hard to pitch out there. But he's been better. But, I mean, I feel like some of those innings that he was getting out of the bullpen in the back end are probably going to go to Churchy now. Mm-hmm. Mark Church is well, probably – and he's the guy – He's the guy that, like, I'm most excited about because he has a pitch that can get big league hitters out. Well, let's let's talk about the guys that are on the 40-man roster that could possibly end up uh, filling a bullpen spot. You have Owen White. Uh, yeah, have, maybe. Yeah, Jerry Rodriguez, Taylor Hearn. These are guys that are on the 40-man. Yeah. Uh, Zach, Zach Kent. Cole no, Wynn, he can't do anything. And Cody Cole, And, like, Cole Wynn would have to – do it at the minor league level on a consistent basis for a little while before you would even think about him being a bullpen hand. Um, Zach Kent's on the uh, IL. Uh, mm-hmm. Owen White is going to pitch in the minor leagues most of this year, I would think. Um, I could see him maybe later in the year coming up if they run into some issues, but probably not until at least the end of August, middle of August, end of August. But I still doubt it then. They're not in any hurry. I mean, again, we're we're the ones that are the, that are in a big hurry because we see a right. good Ranger team that we're like they're looking at, you know, two years down the road from now too being a good Rangers team. And you know, right. I don't I don't ever want to do a podcast where the Rangers are the shits again. No, and you know, a couple other names to throw out there that you brought up that I know you want to talk about: Kyle Funkhauser and Danny Duffy. Yeah, those are guys that they're 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 on, you know. Minor league contracts right now. Danny Duffy, I saw, was closer than uh, we were, you know, thinking. Uh, so he may be out. He may be out at Round Rock because he's on that roster. So they may activate him at any time. And uh, I think the same thing with Funkhauser. I think he could be activated. He's been throwing uh, BP. He's been throwing a light batter. So, uh, you know, he's going to get have to get reacclimated with good, uh, you know, with hit pitching to batters again on a basis before he probably comes up with, or goes back to round rock, but Funkhauser, Duffy, or a couple of guys that may be on the way, those guys can help. They've gotten outs in the big leagues before. And, uh, you know, they're both coming off of injury. So they both have something to prove if they want to play next year. Love it. Love it. Well, I think that's all we got uh, for tonight. Unless you got, uh, Ch- today, unless you I, got I was just going to, all I was going to say was Mark church got the call up from, um, from double A round rock or double A Frisco to triple A round rock. He's going to start throwing out of the bullpen there. Um, he's one of the few guys in that uh, uh, minor league system right now that has a real true out pitch. Um, so uh, he's going to be, he's going to be starting to get a look and I would be shocked if Alex Spees maybe is one of the next guys to get that call. Uh, he's got the gas. He's got the slider. Uh, he can get guys out. He looks the part. He looks like a closer. He looks like somebody that should be, uh, at the back end of the bullpen, driving a Corvette, hanging out with the mm-hmm. cigarette in his mouth on the way to the hotel. So Alex Bees, and then we've also got Grant Wolfram. He got lit up the other night at the PCL, but like we said, it happens. Hopefully he'll be able to you know, put together a good consistent run here uh, because he's got the makeup to be a good relief pitcher in the big leagues as well. Awesome, awesome. Well, thanks for all the, uh, the extra notes there at the end. A super interesting show today, a lot of fun. Uh, thanks everybody for tuning in and uh, one more time we did we didn't get to even pub our subscriptions but we did pub it all throughout don't forget to check out our exclusive content texas down on the form with the boys where we go into all things minor leagues if you are a subscriber you already know the names that we've been throwing out here from triple a and double a these are familiar names to you 
uh, you're also familiar about the guys that did uh, high A and low A or high A and A ball that we don't want to get rid of because you're familiar with them. And just 10 days till the Dominican Summer League starts. Yep, yep, it's coming up. So there's going to be more stuff to be covered on that. So uh, again, thank you, thank you everybody that subscribes to our show. Don't forget to uh, tell somebody about your favorite uh, Texas Rangers podcast who gives you all the content you need all throughout the week. And that is us. We are Texas Rangers with the boys. I don't know if I have anything else to plug, so I think we're going to go ahead and wrap it nope. up for the week. No, nope, yep, bro. we are we are we're, we are we're signing out. We're signing out.